Information discussed in this podcast may be sensitive in nature to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Kelly Brannon was an artsy and fun kid growing up in New Hampshire. She loved adventure, making friends, and having life experiences. When she graduated high school, Kelly would actually document her journey hitchhiking across the country. Her dream was to turn that footage into a documentary. She would travel as far south as Mexico and north all the way up to Canada. She eventually did return home and go to college, earning a master's degree in creative writing. Kelly would live in New York City for 10 years working and getting involved in the music scene. It would be music that would take her to Florida. She played her guitar in small venues, street fairs, really anywhere she could. She met her boyfriend in Florida while performing at a club and stayed in Florida until the two of them decided to move to Detroit, Michigan. During an overnight stay in Live Oak, Florida, Kelly and her boyfriend had a fight. Kelly slung her guitar over her shoulder and walked away from the motel they were staying in. Kelly would not be seen or heard from again. Where is Kelly Brannon? Hello, and welcome to the Where Are They podcast, a weekly show dedicated to telling the stories of the missing, the stories that people need to know about. Our podcast is also produced for YouTube and online in written form, so whatever your preference for getting these stories, you have your choice. We want the names of the missing to reach as many people as possible. Our goal is also to be able to help these families and the organizations that are dedicated to helping find the missing and support their loved ones. Our Patreon supporters help us do just that, and I am forever thankful to you all. I want to welcome Bonnie and Rebecca as our newest Patreon members. Thank you so much for your support of the show. This episode is also sponsored by Alder New York, a skincare line that focuses on creating vegan and healthy products that actually work and are affordable. I love them and I think you will too. We will hear more on them shortly. So let's get into this super mysterious story of Kelly Brannon. And like always, I encourage you to keep an open mind. This case is unsolved and Kelly is still missing. Kelly Kristen Brannon was born May 2nd, 1984 in New Hampshire, where she would spend her childhood growing up. An active and fun-loving, artsy child, Kelly couldn't wait to explore and see the world. And that's exactly what she would do as soon as she graduated high school. While most people talk about doing exciting and dangerous things, Kelly actually went out there and did it. With her video camera in tow, Kelly hitchhiked across the U.S. and documented the entire journey. She traveled all over, including Mexico and Canada, before she would eventually return home and enroll in college. 
Kelly not only got her bachelor's degree, but also got her master's degree in creative writing. Kelly then moved to New York City, where she would live and work for 10 years. While in New York City, Kelly discovered the music scene and found another passion. She played guitar and would start her own one-woman punk rock band. She had an extremely unique style, and people loved her for that. Kelly also became very involved in women's rights and was part of many protests and events that happened, not only in New York City, but she would travel to go to some large events across the country. She became known to those around her as an extremely passionate activist. When Kelly felt strongly about something, everyone would know about it. Just to give you a little insight into Kelly's personality, here is a clip of her in an interview with Rafe the Man. The point of this interview was to put a liberal, Kelly, up against a very conservative man to spark conversation. You can definitely get a feel for Kelly's personality in this interview. You try the best you can, right? Is that true? You try? I mean, I'll try the best I can at uh, things I care about, not you everything. Like, like, I don't, do what you like I don't try the best I can when I'm like, taking a shit. I just shit. Come on. You know what I'm thinking right now? So, what? I hope you want to know. It's a I really do. You do? You sure? I do. Yeah. I say this as a compliment. I apologize. I'm, I am paying attention to what you're saying. I'm thinking because I'm an agent and I, and I do cast people. You look very nice without makeup. You don't wear much makeup. Okay. I, I think that's your line because I think you said a very similar thing to Zoe. So uh, can we get back to the topic again? I'm just going to I'm gonna veto that. Should a woman be allowed to be the president? Yes. Not Hillary Clinton, though. She's a bad person. I mean, why, um, in your opinion? She's a pedophile. So, so oh God. And she murdered about 100 people. Are you serious? She's a pe- so you believe in uh, Pizzagate? Abortion. Oh, God. I've had two. That's a shame. You would have had nice babies. I probably would have put my head in the oven like uh, oh, Sylvia Plath. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, me too. That's why I had abortions. I chose my life. Mm-hmm. Rafi, if you, let's just say in a different reality, you and Kelly were dating. Oh. She got, oh my I'm sorry. goodness. She doesn't know me very well. She, I'm sorry. She doesn't know me well. I'm actually not so bad to date. Anyways, yeah. It doesn't have to be about sex. I don't even have sex much anymore. Oh, it's all about sex with me. I just really want to just have sex. Well, that's a problem. But what about the person? I mean, it's sometimes I'm interested in getting to know them better. Is it it depends if the sex is good. We're <laughs> not married in 25 years and we've known um, each other. She's allowing for it. It's possible I could have intercourse with Kelly. Okay. Let me ask this, Ravi, and uh, let me just ask it. I don't know how it circled back to that. Um, when you date a woman... We're good. We're good. When you date, no, you're good. You're okay. Don't worry about it. Life is like actually a lot more depressing than I think you might realize. Really? You're talking to me or someone you had a conversation with? You mustn't. I didn't say any of that. Right? So, do you believe in logic? Do you like math? Actually, I created logic. There's a lot of logic to it. I think a woman and men are, are both equally important, but everyone has a different role. But not equal. Or equally important. I mean, there are people who born, are born without legs. Sometimes I'm um, And granted, they, they adjust. They might I be able to do things out. I legs sometimes. I, I mean, that's fucked up. I, but that doesn't know. pertain to me. Don't you know we're post-gender? Yeah, how come I can't get pregnant? I want to be pregnant. I'm not, I don't really want to be pregnant. Well, I can't point here. Come on. You could be, pregnant. I mean... Get me pregnant, Kelly. Come on. Let's do this. I mean, that's a, I'm that's not, a challenge. I'm not a woman. I can't. I can't. Why come I can't? Um, I mean, it involves a uterus. You could probably, you could, I mean, we have a lot of medicine. You, think you might be able to implant a uterus if it was a really deep you think should get pregnant? No, you don't. Fuck all that. What about transgenderism? Mm. I'm against that. Oh, what? 
How can you just like answer that as like blanket? Why are you against it? You're against someone feeling like themselves? Yes. Celebrating, I mean. Celebrating it, sorry. So you don't think an individual should celebrate themselves? No, not now I don't. I know no. That's really sad. It would be her music that would take her on the road traveling again. Kelly looked for venues where she could play and was very much involved in the music scene. She made a lot of friends along the way and everyone really liked her. In June of 2019, Kelly would meet her boyfriend, Eddie, while in Florida at one of these venues. Soon after meeting, they began dating. Eddie, as most people who knew Kelly, would say that she was a one of a kind. Her music was intense and she was outspoken, funny, and adventurous spirit. The relationship was not without problems, however. In fact, on December 26, 2019, just one day after Christmas, the police were called for a domestic dispute and Eddie would be arrested for hitting Kelly in the face. At this time, they were living in Gainesville, Florida. The two would reconcile, but friends said their relationship continued to be tumultuous. During this time, Kelly had also been diagnosed with PTSD due to some childhood trauma. I don't have much information on that other than knowing that her dad passed away when she was just five years old, but her trauma was significant enough that she was able to start collecting disability. She initially received a lump sum and decided she wanted to use that money to buy a house, mortgage-free, and it was decided that she could pay cash for a house in Detroit, Michigan. So that's just what her and Eddie decided to do. The Disappearance In July of 2020, Kelly and Eddie decided to get a fresh start and move to Detroit. Kelly was 36 years old and figured it was time to buy a house and settle down a bit. They planned on each driving their own cars with all of their belongings, and that included eight chickens and a dog. I can't even imagine traveling with eight chickens. Shortly into their trip, however, Eddie's car began having transmission troubles, and they would end up stopping for a few days to get it fixed. At first, they camped out in their vehicle, and this story would kind of evolve as time went on, but soon that became too much, and Eddie suggested that they get a motel room. They found a really cheap room in Live Oak, Florida at the Sunshine Inn. They wanted to save as much money as they could for their house and their new life up in Detroit. Now, the reviews of the Sunshine Inn aren't great, but that's really the case for a lot of these little roadside motels that are older and really just offer the bare minimum. But for Kelly and Eddie, that's all that they needed, a cheap place to sleep for the night. On the evening of July 14th, Eddie and Kelly had an argument at the Sunshine Motel. The argument was about the chickens. Kelly wanted to bring them into the hotel room with them. She didn't want to leave them out in the car. They were in an extra large dog crate. But Eddie did not want them in the room with them. He said they smelled bad and he was afraid the motel would kick them out. But the argument escalated and eventually Eddie reluctantly brings the chickens into the hotel room. However, the argument and the fighting didn't end. So Kelly started to walk away, slinging her guitar over her shoulder and walking out of the hotel parking lot. Eddie decided to stay in the hotel room and the two had continued to text back and forth. 
around 10.30 p.m., Eddie went outside the room to look for Kelly and found her sitting on the curb, clearly intoxicated and crying. Here is what Eddie has to say about that encounter with Kelly. Around 10.30, Kelly's sitting at the bottom of the stairs. She was hysterical crying. I went down, I slipped the keys off of her waist. She looks up at me like I just took her soul. And I just went back into the room. That was the last time I saw her. That next morning, I looked over on the bed. She wasn't there. Now, he tried to get her to come back in the hotel room for the night, but she refused. Eddie did take her car keys because he was afraid she would leave and she was in no state to drive. Plus, now they only had one car between the two of them. So he took her car keys and went back to his hotel room. Around midnight, she sent him a text saying that she was leaving him. At one o'clock in the morning, the morning of July 15th, 2020, Kelly called Eddie, but he didn't answer. Eddie said that he had shut his phone off just after the last text he got around midnight and decided to go to sleep. She did leave him a voicemail telling him that she was going to stay at the motel, but was getting her own room. But suddenly she halted her sentence and telling him that she was getting into a car and then hung up. Eddie didn't know whose car she was getting into. Later, witnesses did come forward saying that they saw Kelly walking near the motel around one o'clock in the morning. She was alone. The guitar was slung over her shoulder. They didn't see anybody with her or around her. The next morning, however, Kelly was nowhere to be found and no longer answering any phone calls or text messages. Kelly Brannon had disappeared. The Search Eddie began searching for Kelly himself. He packed up the car and drove around looking everywhere he thought she might be, everywhere around Live Oak, where they had been spending the last few days. He also started calling her friends to see if anyone had heard from her, but no one had. So everyone started to try and contact her, to no avail. All of her friends were on high alert that something was wrong, because this was very out of character for Kelly. It was Eddie who would report Kelly missing that day, and law enforcement said they interviewed Eddie for over three hours. Now, the search for Kelly would be difficult. Of course, authorities knew early on that Eddie and Kelly had a rocky relationship, and he was looked at right away as a person of interest. However, Eddie remained cooperative and insistent that he was innocent and wants to find Kelly as much as everyone else. Plus, we do have witnesses who saw her walking away from the hotel alone and that cryptic voicemail. Authorities did find most of her personal belongings in her car. She had really taken nothing with her except her guitar as far as they could tell. She had left behind her wallet, her purse, her ID, everything a person would need to make it on their own. Now, the area of Live Oak, Florida is an interesting one. While the town itself is very small and rural, 
It sits on the crossroads of a few different major highways, making it a pass-through town for thousands of people every day. Interstate 90 and Interstate 129 run right through the town. And the major Interstate 10, which is the main thoroughfare from Florida to the West Coast, also runs right by Live Oak. The questions ran through everyone's mind. Did something happen between her and Eddie? Or was there another person at the hotel that harmed Kelly? Or maybe she left with someone else. So where do they even search? There were no clues. There was no trail to follow. Despite her being a constant traveler herself, very much a free spirit, a nomad, she kept in regular contact with her mom back home in New Hampshire. But her mom had not heard from Kelly either, so this really made the running away theory very unlikely. The Investigation There wasn't much to search, so the investigation into her disappearance started right away. It was noted that she left behind her purse and wallet. It was also learned that her phone pinged in downtown Live Oak about an hour after she left the voicemail for Eddie, making everyone wonder if she had indeed gotten into someone else's car and went to downtown Live Oak. Eddie spearheaded the search for Kelly, keeping her information online and pushing authorities for answers. Law enforcement learned that as soon as Kelly and Eddie had broke down in Live Oak, they had frequented a Mexican restaurant named Armando's. Eddie told authorities that while talking to people at Armando's, the owner of the restaurant came forward as he had heard that they needed some place to keep their eight chickens. And he said he had a chicken coop on his property. They were welcome to come down and leave their chickens in the chicken coop. Kelly and Eddie decided to take him up on the offer and they drove 20 minutes to his house and decided to camp to sleep right outside the chicken coop to save money. This was, of course, before deciding to go get a hotel. Eddie said it was a bit creepy at this guy's house. It was off the beaten path and he really got in a weird vibe. He wasn't even exactly sure where they were. But when investigators went to Armando's to verify this story and get more information, they were told that that never happened. So no one is quite sure what really did happen. Eddie is sticking to his story and the restaurant owner is sticking to his. There were many people within Live Oak that Eddie and Kelly interacted with, and investigators had to start needling through all of them. This included people at Armando's, as well as people at the Sunshine Inn, many of whom were transients and many, they learned, that had criminal backgrounds. In fact, the gentleman in the room right next to Eddie and Kelly's was a criminal that was well known to the Live Oak Police Department. Eddie said that this man continued to push for Kelly to come into his room that night that Eddie and Kelly were fighting. This man ended up going to Eddie's room, knocking on the door and telling him that Kelly was upset and crying and that Eddie needed to do something about it. This was the 10.30 p.m. encounter that Eddie had described when he had gone outside and found her crying on the curb. He had done so because this man told him she needed him. Police began to watch and scour the surveillance footage at the motel, but there was a few things that stood out to them. First, the quality of the footage 
isn't great. It's actually pretty terrible. Second, Kelly can be seen on camera a few different times, walking back and forth through the parking lot. She wasn't obviously inebriated. I mean, she might have been, but she was walking around just fine. It was really kind of hard to tell on the video, so authorities weren't sure what to make of that. She was also completely alone, and there was no one else they could see in the footage. Eddie continued to push for authorities to give this man in the room next to them a polygraph. He was suspicious of him, but ultimately authorities ruled him out as having anything to do with Kelly's disappearance. I do want to play for you Kelly's last voicemail that was left for Eddie, the cryptic voicemail, which indicated that she possibly had gotten into someone else's car. Before I play this voicemail for you, let's have a quick word from our sponsor today, Alder, New York. It's so hard sometimes to find a skincare product that actually does what it advertises and It's also healthy to our environment and most of all, ourselves. Alder New York has an amazing line of top-notch healthy skincare vegan products at affordable prices. Their products are designed to work for all skin types, no matter your age, gender, your ethnicity. One of my favorites, the Cleansing Body Bar is made with 1% glycolic acid and sea kelp and won the Self-Healthy Beauty Awards in 2021. All other products are also vegan action certified and meet EWG, Environmental Working Group, safety standards. Clean luxury skincare doesn't have to break the bank. You don't have to be a celebrity to have access to the best either. Alder New York makes skincare products with dermatologist approved ingredients and plant powered actives starting at only $7.99. Alder is loved by the editors at Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, GQ, Men's Health, and more. Experience the products that Allure calls simple, sleek, and highly effective. Visit their website for more information and a full catalog of all their products. Our listeners can also use the code WEAR for 15% off your first order at AlderNewYork.com. That's Alder, A-L-D-E-R, NewYork.com and discount code WHERE, W-H-E-R-E. So law enforcement began looking deeper into Eddie's story. They learned he had been abusive previously with Kelly and they subpoenaed his phone records. They were able to corroborate most of what Eddie had said. They could read through those text messages and everything did seem to add up. They were fighting, they were arguing, but then they got to the voicemail that Eddie said she left for him. There was indeed a voicemail recorded at 12.59 a.m. However, that call wasn't on the call log. And while people online have dove into that fact, T-Mobile, who was their cell phone provider, said that it was most likely because Eddie's phone was turned off at the time which, remember, Eddie said it was. He had said he was sick of the fighting around 1230, just shut his phone off to try to go to sleep. So here is the voicemail that Kelly left for Eddie that night, or early morning, actually. Take a listen. Sunshine Inn and I've reported my car stolen. You are not 
This is the very last communication known from Kelly Brannon. Does it contain a clue? Did Kelly indeed get into someone's car? If so, whose was it? And what happened from there? Most importantly, where is Kelly? What I also find interesting is that if someone had offered her a ride and she had declined, or if she had indeed gotten into someone's car who took them somewhere else and was completely innocent of anything, Why hasn't that person come forward to identify themselves? Questions and possibilities. Did Kelly actually ever leave the Sunshine Inn or did something maybe happen to her there? It's important to know that there is no evidence found around the motel, no signs of a struggle, no witnesses that saw her getting into a car, just nothing. She vanished into thin air. And she did say in the voicemail that she was getting into someone's car, but unfortunately that wasn't able to be seen on the surveillance camera to get any more information on who that car belonged to, what kind of car it was, who may have even been in it. And if she did get into someone's car, What happened from there? Was she kidnapped? Or did she become a victim of foul play? Kelly's case became pretty big for a moment on the internet as she had so many friends from all over the country from her travels that kind of joined together to help find her and spread the word or figure out what might be going on. Interestingly, law enforcement said they have several persons of interest in this case. Although they haven't identified them specifically, other than saying that Eddie is one of them. And people seem split on Eddie. Could Eddie have done something to Kelly? He was the last person to have contact with her that we know about. Eddie has a history of being abusive with Kelly. And was his anxiousness over the investigation an attempt to draw attention away from himself? Or is Eddie completely innocent? It's possible, based on that voicemail that Kelly herself left, that she did get into someone else's car. That person could be the last one to have contact with her. And to date, that person has not come forward. Eddie did cooperate with investigators and did get the media involved to help keep Kelly's case out there. He also did many interviews in which he seemed genuinely sincere. Everyone that interviewed him got the vibe that he did want to find Kelly. The bottom line is we don't have any information really pointing to Eddie or anyone else for that matter. What do you think could have happened to Kelly Brannon? Kelly is described as a Caucasian female, five foot five inches tall and weighing around 110 pounds when she was last seen. She was 36 years old in July of 2020 and would today be 38. Kelly has gray black hair and blue eyes and was wearing a white shirt with black shorts when she was last seen on that surveillance camera in the parking lot of the Sunshine Inn. 
Kelly also has a tattoo of the letter A inside a circle on her right hand, right near her thumb. If you have any information on the whereabouts of Kelly Brannon, please contact Crime Stoppers of Suwannee County at 386-208-8477. Thank you so much for listening to Kelly's story today. Kelly's mother still hopes and prays she will get answers soon on where her daughter is, and there is a huge community of musicians, artists, activists, and friends across the country that still work to keep Kelly's case open. There is a Facebook page set up for her, Missing Kelly Brannon. Please go give it a follow. Show your support to the family and the friends of Kelly. There are also some discussion groups you can find online. I'm not sure who monitors them, if they're family or friends. So please be cautious when joining any group that you're not sure of. But definitely go like her official page, Missing Kelly Brannon. As always, please make sure to follow us on social media for any case updates. And if you'd like to support the show, please consider joining us over on Patreon. You can find the link in our show notes. And a huge thank you to this episode's sponsor, Alder New York. The link to their site will also be in the notes and you can use the code WHERE, that's W-H-E-R-E, for 15% off your first order. Please go check them out and see what they're all about. They are an amazing company doing amazing things. Thank you again for tuning in today. We will be back again next week with another unsolved missing persons case. And until then, stay safe and hug your loved ones.